On June 16, 1964, all hell broke loose in Grafton, West Virginia, a sleepy town on the Tiger Valley River. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weird and Wonderful West Virginia Oddities Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and today we're going to be talking about the Grafton Monster. So stick around. This one's going to get weird. And though the Grafton Monster, or Beast of Grafton as it came to be called, left not so much as a footprint folks still talk about encounters in hushed voices as night falls here where the Monongahela farm country meets the Allegheny foothills. According to reports in the Grafton Sentinel, more than 20 calls came in from eyewitnesses during the middle of June alleging encounters with a beast that some described as nine feet tall with pale skin and nearly headless. Within days, the town had been plunged into full-on monster hunting fever, which was mainly led by teenagers, as one might expect. At approximately 10 p.m., it was reported that cars were almost bumper to bumper along the river drive, and a large number of cars were pulled off the road to permit joining in the area's most popular event in recent years, monster hunting. Editors at the newspaper were dubious, although according to Jonathan Moore, publisher of West Virginia Ghosts, a newspaper reporter at the Sentinel was among the first to encounter the beast. At 11 p.m. on June 16, 1965, a young reporter in his mid-twenties by the name of Robert Cockerell was headed home from his evening shift at the Grafton Sentinel newspaper. He was driving along Riverside Drive, which follows the Tigert River. Cockrell knew the river well and zipped along at about 50 miles an hour. As he rounded a wide curve and entered a straight section of the road about a mile long, his headlights caught something that he knew immediately was out of place. It appeared to be a huge white obstruction on the right side of the road, standing between the road and the riverbank on a cleared-off section of grass. And almost as soon as he saw it, he concluded that it was not an object, but a living beast that the likes of which he had never seen before. It stood seven to nine feet tall and was about four feet wide. It was stark white with slick seal-like skin or a covering that resembled seal skin and it had no head. After he got home and calmed down, he decided to return to the scene to investigate. He recruited two friends to accompany him, but when they arrived at the spot, the thing was gone. They searched up and down the riverbank for more than an hour, but found nothing. There was no tracks, although the grass where Cockerell had seen the creature had been mashed down by something heavy. While they searched, they heard an odd, low whistling sound coming from the direction of the river. 
The whistling seemed to follow them, but they could not see whatever was making the noise. When Cockrell went to work the next day, he was reluctant to mention the sighting, but his sense of duty as a journalist prevailed, and he informed his editor. A small story was published on June 18th. Word of the sighting raced through Grafton and soon created a monster hunting sensation. More than 100 teens and adults armed with flashlights, mallets, crowbars, bats, and other crude weapons swarmed to the river at night in hopes of tangling with the headless horror. More than 20 searchers said they saw it, including at the nearby stone quarry. They were questioned individually by Cockrell, and their accounts were tallied to the finest detail, he said. One youth oddly gave his opinion that the creature must have been an escaped polar bear, though he offered no explanation as to how a polar bear might arrive in Grafton on its own. State, county, and local officials made a search of the area and found nothing. Though the newspaper played the incident down, gossip played it up. But no one reported a sighting as dramatic as the one made by Cockrell, however. In a second article published on June 19th, the Grafton Sentinel dismissed the creature as a wildly imaginative story inspired by spring fever and a lack of recreational facilities. The monster hunting eventually died down, but Cockrell quietly pursued his own investigation. He found reports of the creature matching his description up and down the Tigert River and as far north as Morgantown in advance of his sightings, but he never published his findings. He contacted Gray Barker and exchanged correspondence with him about the case, firmly stating that the sighting was not a figment of his imagination or a practical joke. Barker drove to Grafton to interview Cockrell and intended to write the case up for a UFO magazine. And though he wrote a draft of the article, he never published it. He saved the letters, notes, and newspaper clippings, which were put on a file in the Gray Barker collection in West Virginia. In 1995, while digging into the Gray Barker collection, researcher Mark A. Hall discovered the unpublished details. Cockrell told interviewer Gray Barker, I know the road well, and the night was clear. As I glanced up, my high beams picked up a huge white obstruction on the right side of the road standing between the road and the riverbank on a cleared section of grass. After glimpsing of the thing, I sped up to get off the road as soon as possible. My impressions of the beast were, it was between 7 and 9 feet tall, and it was approximately 4 feet wide and has a seal-like skin or covering which had a sheen to it. It had, no, it had no discernible head and did not move as I passed by. But some say that the Grafton monster is headless, and others think it might have been mistaken for headless with its appearance being more like a hunchback monster with its head tucked close to its chest. When the creature was featured on the television show Mountain Monsters in 2014, they showed a very hazy image captured during an instance of spooked cattle that seemed to depict a very tall creature moving quickly through the tree line. 
and despite the too short 1965 newspaper articles on the subject being highly censored by the paper's editor and the rest going unpublished for decades, the Grafton monster has somewhat endured as part of the monster lore of West Virginia. Ted Fouster, author of Cullen McGregor's Last Hunt, a post-apocalyptic tale set after a nuclear fallout in the West Virginia mountains, was among the first authors to popularize the tale of the Grafton Monster and believes the tale deserves consideration. Fouster says, I believe very strongly in the possibility of crypto life out there. The Grafton Monster is just another example. I think what we're seeing is some kind of unidentified intelligent wildlife that is smart enough to avoid complete detection, so we only get a glimpse of it and in poor lighting. Fouster's published work on West Virginia monsters appears to have inspired the developers of the post-apocalyptic role-playing video game Fallout 76. And during a June 10th press conference hosted by Bethesda Softworks, executive director Todd Howard confirmed that monsters featured in the game, scheduled to be released on November 14, 2018, were inspired by West Virginia folklore. So if you should happen to find yourself near the Tigert Valley River, Listen carefully for that whistling sound. It may be the only warning you get. So there it is, guys. The Grafton Monster. Make sure to stick around next week when we talk about the Greenbrier Ghost. So until then, make sure to go to Facebook and follow Weird WV Pod. You can go to Twitter at Weird WV and Instagram at Weird WV underscore podcast.